Hey friends, we're so glad that you've chosen to tune into this podcast from Revival Fires today. We pray that this message brings you closer to Jesus. We'd love to host you at our regular Sunday morning meetings, 10.30 a.m. in Dudley. Also check out our website for our upcoming events. We look forward to welcoming you to our next event. All right, here we go. Here is the message. talk to you about is a word that I've been preparing uh, called restored to fruitfulness. We've been in this season, Ryan has already just shared around, the days of deliverance and I have loved hearing your testimonies about how free you have become. People have been phoning in to the church, people have been phoning us personally, people are phoning Trevor and Sharon and telling them their testimonies of how God is setting us free and we've been so free in this place. I know those of you are looking at me like, I didn't make it. Wow, you didn't make it but God is still moving in deliverance. And I see that the the long ways, the ways that Father had already intended since the beginning of time, that we could step into a freedom moment now, a deliverance moment now, means that he's been pruning us so that we can step into great fruitfulness. You know, we were away a couple of Sundays ago. Um, I have a prop. I'm not very... I'm not used to doing props, but I I felt to bring these because this is important for the message that I'm about to share with you. Um, So we were away a couple of weeks ago, and um, we were in France, and there's a lot of vineyards there. And I saw a gentleman who was an older man, and he was, I was out on a, you know I run sometimes, irregularly, but more when I'm on holidays. Uh, And I went out for a really long run for me, Um, and as I went, there was a man who was tending a vine, and he was taking one branch at a time. And I thought, oh, that's a great job. And I looked at him and he smiled at me, probably said something to me in France, and, and he was starting off with the really big cutters. Shortly after, shortly, about an hour after, I was very slow. Um, A long time after, I saw him and he was still tending to the vine, branch by branch, snip by snip, ensuring that they were connected for next season's growth. I got home and I said to Ryan, come, you must see this man. He's cutting a vine. He's like, oh, okay. I was like, no, no, come, because he might be gone. Okay, okay. So we get in the car and we drive around and what is this gentleman doing? We could call him a vine dresser, couldn't we? You'll read about him in John 15 with me, the father. So there was this gentleman cutting branch by branch, still going as he went around the edges of his property on the roundabout, still going, still tending, still tying. Later on that night, we were heading out for a walk, and guess what? He was leaving no branch out. Every single one of them was tended to. I can tell you this story because it resounds so much with the story, uh, well, actually with Jesus' words in John 15. I invite you to turn there now. If you've got your paper Bibles, I can't wait to hear the pages turning. If you've got your online, uh, then that will just be a swipe. John 15, we're going to, because this is what I want to read to you now. So while I was on my, having my personal experience of seeing this play out, the next few mornings I just began to saturate myself in the word of John 15. And so it is this message that I want to bring to you, restored to faithfulness, fruitfulness. So often in our faithfulness to God, we can be like Peter. 
He, remember with Jesus, when Jesus was asking to wash his feet, he was like, yes, Jesus, you can wash my feet, but wash the whole of me. Take it all, do it all. And I, I know that many of us have given our lives to Jesus. And if you haven't, there's time at the end where this will be your call. Uh, we've given all of our life. But today, what, which is like the big scissors. And today, what I want to talk to you about is every single branch. And so I want you to be imagining in your, your, uh, the eyes of your heart, the, the hand of the Father tending to every single place in your life, every single emotion, every single thought, every single attitude, every single behavior, belief, every single place, no branch, no place in you left undone before the Father so that he can truly tend to every place in us. I'm going to read from uh, John 15. From verse 1 to 17, uh, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine because, uh, sorry, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, that's Jesus speaking, and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away, withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown in the fire and burned. Verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Verse 8, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Say that, much fruit. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I've kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Verse 11, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love one another. As I have loved you, greater love is no one than this, to lay down a li- one's life for one's friends. Verse 14, for you are my friends, if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends. For everything I learned from my Father, I've made known to you. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, so that you might go and bear fruit. Say, bear fruit. Fruit that lasts, say that, fruit that lasts, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. When we think about being restored to the original intent that God has for us, remember our key verse, 1 Peter 5 verse 10, we see that we can be restored, perfected, confirmed, strengthened, and established in the true vine and his name is Jesus. You'll see throughout scripture this this beautiful image of the vine with deep roots, with branches, with um, 
each lovely leaf, although we don't get fixated on grape, uh, grapevine leaves, do we? Interesting that. And then onto the fruit. You'll see that the vineyard is a way of allegory where the Lord shows us his plans for, this, for the future of Israel uh, and also for how the Father and the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and how we can be fruitful as believers. I already told you that story about the the vineyards, and hopefully you can see that. And hopefully you can see your life planted deeply into the source of life, who is the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when we talk about being restored, there's another meaning for restored, which is to be adjusted. It is to be Um, complete and joined together to return to the proper condition for the first time or isn't God so gracious after a lapse of time and so what we are talking about today is the places where we can be solidly planted rooted and grounded in the love of God so that we you I me all of us Everyone can continue to be fruitful. So Jesus, he's the vine. He's the true vine. You'll see in Isaiah 11, and uh, again, it's a theme. Isn't God good when he puts themes through scripture? So, you know, if ever you've watched a a mystery and there's like a post-it note here and a string that goes to there and a pin here and a part in the world, sometimes I get like that when I'm reading the word and I just want to reconnect and find things and dig deeper and have these conversations. And we love doing that as a team and of the senior leaders here, just understanding And can I use the word grappling with the scripture? Not because we don't understand, but because we want to know the depths of it. And so I'm bringing to you the depths that you can put some keys into action in your life so that you truly can be restored to fruitfulness, which means living a supernatural life, living a life in the spirit. Oh, but Anna, I already do. Well, we can ask for increase. Or, oh, Anna, I don't know what that means. Well, today is a day where the spirit of speaking in tongues is going to be released over all of us and that we are going to experience life in the spirit in full. Amen. Yes, girl, I heard your amen. So uh, we've seen uh, in Isaiah 11 that Jesus is referred to as the root, the stump, the branch of Jesse. And so now we can see the life is flowing from the source, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we being rooted and grafted into him, as uh, we've already heard in Ephesians 4, that Jesus is our life source. He gives us life and we receive life eternally so that we can be life in every single situation that we are in. And uh, just recently, I got to hear even more people's jobs. We usually go for the, the regular jobs. So even our Uber drivers, even our just eat delivery drivers where we are even our fraud prevention teams I love it when people tell us the different things that is where life in all of its fullness and your job no one's job's normal everyone's is extraordinary so we see uh, the first um, aspect that I want to show you is the father and Jesus in uh, John 15 you see I am the true vine Jesus and my father is the gardener. So we see the Father and the Son 
And the relationship there between father and son, where there is such life, there is such flow, that whatever Jesus is asking is the will of the father. And we can apply that into our lives. So that when we, imagining ourselves as great, beautiful vines, uh, come before the father, asking him to also uh, prune and tend to every place in our life. You know, sometimes we've got this, um, or maybe it's just me, British idea of doing a bit of pruning, which means I might head out on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon if I've got a bit of time and just do a bit of snipping here and there in our garden. Uh, it's a good job that's not just left to me. We're a, bit, we're a team here, Ryan, aren't we? Ryan will go all in. He will take it right back down. And I'll be hoping and hoping and hoping that next year it will come back. It usually does. There's two things we're waiting on, but it usually does. So what am I saying here? Actually, when we read the scripture, we see that every branch yeah. is pruned. Yeah. For whose glory? Ours? No. For the Father's glory. So any branch that's unconnected, unfulfilled, has fallen to the ground, is pruned. And it's not even because it's unfruitful. I need to talk to you a little bit about this. Because imagine a great vineyard and you've got a bunch of grapes that are falling and touching to the ground. Well, very soon they won't be able to, to take uh, and make it to their full maturation. They will start to rot on the ground and so they will become rotten, not fruitful. Do you see that? So that is why every branch must be tended to. So often we can say, Lord, you can have it all, the big, big snips. You can, you can do everything. Cut me down to the roots. Start me over again. And the Lord's like, I love you. I've chosen you. I've set you apart. And then it's just the smaller and smaller places. You know, it's like the narrow way narrower still. Asking Holy Spirit to come into every motivation. Am I doing this for my my good pleasure? Am I doing it for the Lord's good pleasure? Narrower still. Every branch still. I see this is, this is sitting on our hearts. So when we talk about being pruned, we're also being lifted and tied so that we can become even more fruitful. And what an opportunity to be even more fruitful and connected within a life group. I also suggest, no, no, wrong word. What did Brian use? I was across. Implore, join a life group. And our prayer and care team will call you to invite you to which life group. Because this is where we get to be as one vineyard, together, connected, because I don't know about you, you can do a little bit alone, but we can do a lot together. So without the pruning, the tendrils go wild. And who wants a wild vineyard? It's really hard to come and receive the fruit from those places. It's really hard to take um, it's a hand-by-hand -hand job still, even this day and age, uh, taking off the grapes. It's really important that there is a pruning of every branch, the fruitful and the unfruitful. I find it really easy to think, oh, well, that's got no fruit. Of course, that's easy. Take that away, God. You can sort, you can deal with that. That's fine. But it's the ones where I've seen a lot of fruit. I've wondered, and then I learned the lesson in John 15 that Every branch, none left out, will be looked after, tended to, discipled in fellowship with the Father so that I can bear 
more fruit rather than just keep doing what I've always done. So that every branch is each and every. That's everyone in this room. This is everyone connected to the church here at Revival Fires. So that the Lord can do all that he has planned. That we can all be restored to fruitfulness. You know, I love hearing testimonies and I love the ones, the twos, the fives. We're getting to the tens of testimonies that we get to hear each week. But what would be so glorious is if all of us have a testimony all the time of how the Lord is moving in our lives, how he's setting us free, how he's pouring out his spirit, how even some acts, uh, Book of Acts stuff is happening, how we're walking in certain places and demon-possessed are being set free, how the, the shadow is being bringing healing into people's lives. And I pray that often when I'm walking or I'm driving, and I'm like, Lord, I can see this need. Can you do it? And so we can raise our expectations to even more fruitfulness of the power, the manifest power of God. So every branch that does bear fruit, he also prunes. You know, when we read this in scripture, it talks about his word has purified us. And we see that God makes us clean by purging. You've already heard the verse about unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground, a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it will not produce fruit, produce a harvest. It's in John 12, isn't it? And we see that as our first fruit, the Lord Jesus Christ, but then also the things in us. Who here has laid, laid a really significant dream down once in their life? At least once, yeah. And who of you have seen that dream come to life in a way that you never imagined, but for only God who could bring that into being? Who's seen those? Oh, there's so many more that God is going to be doing in these days. There is so many more that God is going to do. And so when we have uh, had, had that purging process, he's taken away fruitlessness. Any places in our life where there has been mixture and compromise, where instead of living a life under the influence of Holy Spirit, we've begun to begin to live a life where we influence ourselves. We don't even need any social, influ social media influences. We're just not living a life influenced by Holy Spirit. So how do we become fruitful. Well, we allow the Holy Spirit to come. We allow him to come to each and every part of our life. We see also a, a request from Jesus. And when he asks us to remain, how easy it is to say, yes, Jesus, I choose to remain and I choose to abide in you. So when we remain in him, we abide in him because apart from him, we can do nothing. But with him, we can do all things. You know, so often we can uh, come to church and think, oh, I better, uh, I'll put on my Sunday best. Now, I, I hope that that just means an outfit. But I don't want that to be your mindset. Hear me. 
I don't want you coming to church thinking, I'll put on my spiritual best and the rest of the week I'll just be dredging through, waiting to get back to my Sunday best. No, that is not the spirit-filled life that the Lord has promised. So I want you, metaphorically, take off your Sunday best thinking and step into your spirit-filled living. We do this because it's not just a one-time fill. The Holy Spirit wants us to be being filled. It sounds clunky in our language, but it's scriptural. There is a constant being and repeatedly be being filled. I love it in uh, the original translation because we don't have language for this. It doesn't mean you're leaking. It just means there is an expanding capacity where we continue to ask and ask and ask and ask. And what do we see? The Holy Spirit fills and fills and fills and fills. I'm going to give you opportunity to respond for this in a moment. And so the Holy Spirit is constant, but when we gather together, as much as we love it, there is only so much that can be done within this short window on a Sunday where you're in your Sunday best space, yes? So what I want to do, what as a church we want to do is empower you to step into a life in the spirit that can be 24-7. I know that people are waking up in the night receiving prophetic words from the Lord, who are receiving dreams from the Lord, who are receiving a word that awoke them and they had a solution to a problem that they've been facing or a situation. And I believe that this is what a spirit-filled life looks like, remaining in him, being restored to all fruitfulness. Now, the Holy Spirit is constant. He doesn't switch on and off. He's not emotional like us. He doesn't go, oh, I really love you. I really enjoy being around you. Oh, you've offended me. I'm running away now. He's sensitive, yes, but he's not human, no. The Holy Spirit is so sensitive to us. He's so sensitive to our actions, and he is our ever-present one. He is our advocate. You'll see that later on in John. And what I want to encourage you to is, yes, it can, you can say this is a purity message. Yes, you can say this is a freedom from uh, sin message, but this is a message where we get to leave the old behind, not just when we were sinners and we didn't know the Lord, but all parts of us, that the Holy Spirit will come and tend to every single place regularly. It's not just a once a week. We can continue. Lord, search me, O Lord. Know my thoughts. Is there any way in me that is unpleasing? And then just begin to ask Holy Spirit, what is it you want to say to me today? When you sit down in the morning, And I will say, you can sit in the morning to open your Bible. You open the Word. You open up your journal. Jesus, what are you doing through my life today? If we're waiting and waiting for him to live through somebody else, you're missing your moment. There is so much power on this. I don't know who's here thinking God's going to do it through them, but not me. But that question mark needs to fall down. He's doing it through you. Say, he's doing it through me. (laughs) He's changing me. (laughs) So that you can become fruitful, even more fruitful. You know, when we're, (laughs) I went to McDonald's. It's a rare thing for me, but I did go. They forgot my chips. I only ordered fries and they didn't even put them in the order. So this is a really good story that happens. Um, I've got some great stories about my McDonald's adventures, but this, I know, but I didn't complain. I just thought they must be having a hard day. So I put in like a few things, just a few happy meals um, and then my small fries, which didn't arrive, but never mind. So we're at the, the, um, 
drive-through window, and she says, oh, your order's going to be a few more minutes. Could you drive on to the next window? And I stop there, and you've all done this. You've driven through for something, haven't you? And there's nothing. The window's closed. It looks like it's not ever going to emerge. And then they say, drive on to the car park. Drive on, drive on. It was just so like, oh, I thought I was going for a drive-through, and I was going to receive it now. And I sat there and obviously had a bit longer time than a, a drive-through because it's quite instant. And I just began to think, I, I would... I can't do this in my Christian walk, but I'm here having a, a meal that I'm very quickly going to eat and I'm very quickly going to throw away. And there is not much like health benefits to a McDonald's, is there? <laughs> so when we, you see that, there's not many, I know. And anyway, good job my fries got uh, deleted off that order. So we can come in a drive-through sense. Fill me up. Yeah. I think we've called it consumer. You've, you've done the... Um, Example of a throwaway Coke can. You can't keep a Coke can. You can't refill a Coke can. You've, I guess I've tried, filled it up, pretend it's Coke. Like, it's rubbish, isn't it? It's done with. But what I'm trying to get the point across, you like this point, is that we're not here for a drive-through interaction with Holy Spirit. We want to be constantly under his influence. You know about driving under the influence of alcohol, which we don't do. But we want to be living under the influence of the Holy Spirit. What happens when he tends every part and prunes every part, takes every part that doesn't bear fruit? We live for the glory and the honor of the Lord Jesus. And his life is living through us in unity and we bear much fruit. So we have a promise of a fruitful life so that we can bear much fruit. Have you ever tried to bear fruit yourself? Have you tried to do it in your own strength? Have you ever watched a tr an apple tree try and bear fruit by itself? Oh, it's seasonal. A lot matters. There's a lot where there's a cycle of budding, blossoming, developing, ripening, harvest. And so I ask you this, and it will be a journal question. You, are, you go away and ask the Lord, what season am I in? And if you've already had your pruning season, then the good news is that fruitfulness is on its way. As I was preparing this message, I began to look up a type of grape that's become really popular in the UK, and it's called seedless grapes. Seedless. They're not fruitful. Do you know why they were developed? For consumerism. Quick, I need a drive through I need a few more grapes, I need a few more. They've got really tough skins, defense mechanisms, attitudes. Do you see how I'm licking these? They've got tough skins so they can withstand the frost, the elements. They can withstand different um, insects and pesticide, but they will never bear fruit on their own. I am not looking at seedless grapes. What I can see in this church community is people who have allowed the Holy Spirit into their life, who have given their lives to Jesus and have said, come Lord Jesus to every place in me. And when we've done that, that's when we step into the remaining abiding presence of the Lord. And then we begin to be filled with Holy Spirit and we can live a truly fruitful life. What is this fruitful life? Well, Galatians 5.22 tells us exactly what a fru the fruits of the Spirit are. 
I don't have time to go in to tell you what they're not, but they are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, and of these there is no law. And let me just say that this love is a proper love. It's agape and preferring love. You know when you are loving like this that the Holy Spirit is being fruitful in and through your life. The joy, it's not just a smile or an instant happiness. It is a deep gladness, favor, leaning towards and being delighted in the goodness of God. That goodness is good in quality. It's excellent and spiritually good. That peace is, uh, I, it means, um, the translation is Irene. It's full welfare, spirit, soul, and body. Where all are joined together in wholeness. Ephesians 4, you can hear this. You can hear this. The patience is waiting sufficient time. It's having staying power against all the odds. No quitting here. Kindness is moral excellence, meeting real needs. I've done goodness. And there's faithfulness, which is trust. I like this. It says God's warranty for the believer of the revelation of the Lord Jesus. And then gentleness. It's not so uh, whimsical, actually. It's gentle inner strength, which means that there's faith through the power at work in you. And then self-control is self-mastery. It's a temperance, not being hot or cold, you know, in Revelation. Don't be, don't be lukewarm. Is actually having a full mastery and emotional and spiritual control over all that the Lord is doing. Another phrase, and I think you'll like this, is not, be, is to, uh, is, is not leaking, so actually, you have all that the, the Lord is doing. All of these gifts of the Spirit are available to us so that when we have had every place in us tended to by the Father, where we have begun to see branch by branch cut so that we can be pruned, so that we are ready to bear fruit, so that we will remain and abide in Christ for much fruit, for the glory of the Father, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. As we come into our ministry team, ministry time now, there is a, a call for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But there is an activation that I want us to do as a body of Christ. We've already heard from Ephesians 4 that um, we are to become in every respect a mature body of him who is the head Christ from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament growing and built it's building itself up in love as each part does its work and I see us as a body connected and I know some of you are sat in ones and twos, and, and for this next part that I'm going to ask us to do, we're all going to hold hands. Um, previous me, before I got delivered a few weeks ago, was, oh, don't ask people to step outside of their comfort zone. Knew me, well, if the Lord's asking, why not? What have you been delivered from? What people think of you? Oh, I did. I did. 
Ancestors, loads of my ancestors were holding on to those things. What will they think of you? Don't do that because what will they think of you? Don't do that because what will they think of you? Well, that had held me back in ministry settings. And actually, I heard that God said, you're connected. And in a moment, we're going to stand and we're going to say yes to the pruning of God so that we can become fruitful. And we can become fruitful every branch and as one together. Do you see the one and the many. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for the promise that when we are connected to the vine, the whole, uh, every individual is connected to the Lord Jesus. Every branch is tended to and everyone is connected and we come to you, Jesus. We say, Lord Jesus, today in our midst, would you bring any seedless parts from our life and make them fruitful? We ask, Lord Jesus, that today there will be a day where you tend to every branch and that there will be much fruit in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Stay connected, be resourced and equipped by subscribing to our YouTube channel, our podcast channel, and following us on social media at Revival Fires on Instagram and Facebook. If you've been impacted by this ministry, why don't you consider investing and sowing a gift? Visit our website for details on how to give.